The Chargers have a difficult task coming into town with the Tennessee Titans, but if they let Justin Herbert air it out, they should get the win on Sunday. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers now for six seasons together, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today, and thank you to everyone for the birthday wishes. I really appreciate all of those. It means a lot to me, but to make sure you guys never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. David, the Chargers have a big one, right? This is an interesting game because it's two teams who are going to be attacking big weaknesses on the other team. It's a bad matchup for the Chargers defense, but the Tennessee Titans really are a good matchup for Justin Herbert and this offense, which has most of its weapons back and could be getting another one back this week with Donald Parham, which I'm excited to see. And I think that's where it starts with this one. If the Chargers can go do what they should do offensively, air it out against a really banged up and poor secondary for the Tennessee Titans. They should be able to put up some points in this game. And defensively, we all know what it's about. And it's not just stopping Derrick Henry. Obviously, that's the big thing. Make Ryan Tannehill be you. That's the big thing. How do you do that, though? Because <laughs> it's going to be a very, very tough task. And Brandon Staley is probably going to have to change some things up and go away from some of the things he normally does. And then we'll also get into our bold and our game predictions. But, David, when I'm looking at this matchup, it's a great matchup for Justin Herbert. And I mean, there's just, I mean, they're the Chargers, so anything can happen. But there's just no reason to me right now that I think that they shouldn't be able to light up this Tennessee secondary with Justin Herbert at quarterback. Absolutely right, Daniel. This is a great matchup for Justin Herbert, especially after getting his weapons back in the last game. You get Mike Williams back, who went off, had a great game. Keenan Allen had a great game doing what he does, picking up third downs. And when these two guys put on the tape and they're watching the Tennessee Titans secondary, I'm sure they got their handkerchiefs all tied in the back. They're ready to devour and feast because the Tennessee Titans are 31st in the league in passing yards allowed, giving up 287.2 passing yards per game. And that shows in the last three games that they played, there's been somebody that has went off in every single game. Evan Ingram, 11 for a buck, 62 with the Eagles. They had A.G. Brown and Devonta Smith both go over 100, scored three touchdowns between them and the Bengals. 114 yards on seven catches for T Higgins allowed big performances for every single one of them. And now the Tennessee Titans have to deal with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and uh, Donald Parham Jr. on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, the chargers, you know, should have their full arsenal. If Trey Pipkins plays, that's obviously going to make me feel a lot better about it. The other thing is, is that, the Tennessee pass rush is banged up as well. I mean, they, they're a unit where Jeffrey Simmons just did not practice on Thursday. He's their main interior guy there after being limited on Wednesday. I don't know if he's not going to play, but obviously he's hampered a little bit. And then they have Danico Autry. I mean, you could tell by listening to Tyler yesterday on Locked on Titans how important that dude is. He yeah. was able to li- practice all week in a limited you know, capacity, so he could be back, which scares me. I mean, the Chargers offensive line, even through you know last week and some good offensive performances, have really struggled. I mean, that wasn't something that got fixed last week in a big win against the Dolphins, right? It derailed a lot of, you know, touchdown drives potentially and things like that. But you're right. I mean, quarterbacks in the last two weeks, 759 passing yards 
averaging 379.5 passing yards per game and a combined six touchdowns in the last two games. This is a secondary that is reeling. They should be getting some defensive pieces back potentially this week, but you still have Elijah Molden on IR, right? Caleb Farley, their first-round pick, we called a bust yesterday. He's going to be on IR as well. Christian Fulton, who he says is their best cornerback, still did not practice in either of the days this week. You have the matchup. There's really no excuse for Joe Lombardi, Justin Herber, and this offense to not get it done. But one of the things that has to has to be better, David, is how they perform in the red zone because oh, that yeah. is a thing. Last week, the Chargers should have put up 35-plus points. At least. This has been a problem with this team all season, right? This is not something that's new. But now they have less excuses. You have the guys back. To me, you need to be throwing it into the end zone more, <laughs> right? You must. I mean, like, like, there's just too many behind the line of scrimmage, too many at the line of scrimmage throws when they get there. You have to run the ball much better in the red zone. But to me, David, that is something in this game, especially with what the Titans do, right? They could try to milk the clock. You yeah. might be limited in your possessions in this game. You have to make them count. 47.92 red zone scoring percentage for the Chargers. Touchdown That's percentage, right. Touchdown percentage, yes, which is really what 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 matters. You want to score touchdowns when you get into the red zone. That's 27th in the league. That's really, really bad. And, you know, this is the same thing against the Dolphins. They were two of six scoring touchdowns in the red zone. That's just not good enough. I mean, that's why Daniel said this, the, the Chargers should have put, put up 35 plus in that game because they had the opportunity to do so. And it's all about the play calling. Like you said, why are we yeah. not throwing the ball in the end zone? Why are we not singling up opportunities to give your best jump ball receiver, probably one of the best jump ball receivers in the NFL, the more best, opportunities, yeah. the best in the NFL, more opportunities to score touchdowns in the red zone. It doesn't make any sense at all. That has to be an immediate change. Donald Barham Jr. supposed to be coming back off of IR. He should be heavily and immediately invested and involved in this red zone game plan. He is six foot eight has a ridiculous catch radius, has some good yards after catch ability, deceptive quickness for a big man. Those are all skill sets that should be utilized in the red zone. The Chargers have to be better because, hey, the, the Tennessee Titans might minimize the amount of times that the Chargers can touch the football. So they need to make sure that every time they have the ball, that they are punching it into the end zone. 100%, especially if you're getting that close, right? I mean, last week, too many of those possessions ended up in field goals, and you had even one empty possession in the red zone. One of the ones you did get, you had to go for it on fourth down, right? So you'd yeah. like it to not have to be that close either, right. where you're relying on a fourth down play to get in. But it just has to be better. And I think that another thing for this game that I don't want to see is the Chargers kind of running their head into a brick wall by just trying to stuff the ball down the Tennessee right. Titans throw and run the ball on obvious running downs. I just don't think I, like that's what scares me. Like, there's certain things that scare me about this game. That is one of the things. I mean, obviously, yeah, you can't have Justin Herbert drop back 70 times, right? There's <laughs> ways to do it. Yeah, you can run to keep him honest, but like it does not have to be a, a strong point of this game plan. Like, yeah, if it's working, keep it going, obviously, sure. right? But what I'm afraid of is the negative plays, David, because that's what yeah. I think that gets the Chargers in trouble on too many of these drives in the red zone. The one thing we didn't talk about penalties, penalties have been yeah. killing them in the red zone. That is such a brutal place in the field to get penalties. Right. But a lot of the other negative plays are coming in the running game. So hopefully the Chargers can find a way to eliminate at least those negative rushes. That's what I'm looking for. Right. This is a very Absolutely. good run defense. They're going up against David. Yeah. But if they can just eliminate the loss of two, the no gain, right. If you can just, Make sure you're getting two to three to four yards, giving yourself some breathing room, not putting it all in Justin Herbert's hands, you know, or on his back, basically on third down. I think that's huge. Falling forward. Just get some positive yards. If you can get it, you know, definitely do that in this game. The Tennessee Titans are, are 
really darn good run defense. They're only giving up around 88 yards per contest so far this season. So yeah, don't run your head against the wall. If it's not working, don't stay committed to it. You know yeah. that there's an obvious weakness to exploit with this Tennessee Titans defense. And it's the against the pass that they cannot stop anybody. I mean, they're right. injured. They're not very good. Um, they're not good in the man coverage, which is what they play a lot of the times. And you see receivers jump over their, their corners left and right game after game yeah. after game that you put on. So that has to be a heavy, you know, Hey, short passes, do some of those screens, you know, supplement the running game by getting the ball out of Justin Herbert's hands quickly. And that's how you can continue to move the ball down the field. I agree. One of my other ones, you know, before we move on to defenses, have a plan for Jeffrey Simmons. You know, it, you know, I know he's been on the in injury report, but he's a problem in the, yeah. in the middle of that defense defensive line. He causes and wreaks havoc and the chargers have had some trouble with the interior pressure. I know the guards have had a lot of issues. Zion Johnson, Matt Filer has had some problems really trying to protect against that middle pressure. So Corey Lindsay is going to have to double team and try to help as much as possible to try to mitigate his effectiveness. Cause that guy's a game wrecker. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, we'll see who ends up playing right for right. this game. It's going to be huge, but I mean, it's pretty obvious when you're looking at that defense, the guy you should be focused on. Yes. Right. And teams when putting their sole focus on him on a guy who's trying to come back from injury, have been able to limit him recently. It's not, you know, anything about him as a player, but it's been able to work because there's just not other threats there that you're as afraid of. But we do need to get into probably the most important thing for this game, which is trying to slow down Derrick Henry. But how do you do it? What can you do to get the most out of the worst rush defense in the league? Right. So we have some plans. We have some things to talk about as far as how the charge can potentially try to slow him down. You can't stop him, but they might be able to contain him in this one. So we're going to get into our defensive keys for success before getting into our predictions coming up right after this. But there's something I'm very excited to talk to you guys about, and it is Tommy John underwear. Don't make your loved ones face the dead of winter in old t-shirts. Ancient underwear and ratty sweats help them fight the cold with cozy. Give them the gift of Tommy John. Tommy John, I've talked about this before. I mean, they're definitely my favorite underwear, and it's so nice having a pair of underwear that you don't have to think about, you know, because it's just so perfectly comfortable that it's like they're not even there. And that's what you get with Tommy John. Also, Tommy John works both ways. It's a great gift. I mean, truly is a really, really good gift during this holiday season. Make sure you guys are getting in on that now while you can still get them. But also, it's a great thing to ask for. I have my family down my throat all the time asking me, what do you want for Christmas? To their surprise this year, it was Tommy John underwear. Because once you find it, it's not, you know, when you're seven years old and you're upset about getting underwear. This is like the gift I'll be really, really upset if I don't get this year. But what I love about Tommy John is they don't have customers. They have fanatics. They've sold over 18 million pairs, giving Tommy John has become a holiday tradition worldwide. Hurry to Tommy John's wrap it up sale right now, guys, and you can get 30% off of everything. This is a huge sale they have going on right now. Christmas shopping, the time is now. We're in, you know, order it now mode. Make sure you guys go to Tommy John's 30% off everything plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. Order now so your gifts arrive before the holidays, guys. 30% off plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. TommyJohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. Well, David, <laughs> so easy to say stop Derrick Henry and make Ryan Tannehill beat you, right? This is the obvious game plan. Pretty much any time yeah. you go up against the Tennessee Titans, yeah, it might have been a little bit different when they had someone like A.J. Brown on the outside, right? And I mean, that's a little bit more threatening and their wide receiving core has been banged up and Traylon Burks doesn't look like he's going to play in this game after not practicing all week. Who knows? He can come out of the concussion protocol and maybe they feel he's good to go. I would say with a guy like that, they're probably not going to be trying to push it. 
this game all surrounds one thing, though, David. We know what the Titans game plan is going to be. You don't always know in games what the game plan is going to be. It's pretty obvious in this one, and it's feed Hunter or <laughs> Hunter Henry, feed Derrick Henry as much as you possibly can. I've had Hunter Henry on my mind. I've missed him lately. But <laughs> how do you do it, David? What do you have to do to stop a guy that you so obviously know is going up against the Chargers' biggest kryptonite? Yeah, obviously, this is a guy that you know what he brings to the table. He's bringing power and and just overwhelming relent, relentlessness in the way yeah. he runs the football. So, the, you know, the first thing to me is, you got to gang tackle. You, you have to gang tackle on yeah. this guy. It's very important to bring multiple hats to the ball carrier because that's what it's going to take to limit this guy. You're not going to slow him. You're not going to stop him completely, but you need to try to slow him down. Gang tackle is definitely got to be part of that plan. Yeah, I mean, and hopefully we can see the kind of tackling the Chargers had last week, right? I think we saw a very much improved performance Please. by the Chargers tackling last week. Hopefully they can continue that because, I mean, that is one of their better performances against running backs last week, I mean, for sure. So I think that is something where, yeah, you have to – it's not a one-man job. And one thing about last week is there actually were some missed tackles, but you didn't notice them as much because there was other dudes right there ready to make the tackle, which is not something you can always say about the Chargers' defense. I think one of the ways you can slow this guy down, it seems pretty consistent in his tape, hitting him at the line of scrimmage, making him stop his feet behind the line of scrimmage. You have to get a body on this dude in the first three yards. I agree. If you let him get that runway, (laughs) one of the most underrated, I mean, Brand Staley basically, I mean, gave every thought that I have about Derrick Henry. And I think some of the underrated parts, which is this dude pulls away from secondaries, right? Like this dude will outrun your corners to the end zone. It's not, they don't want to hit him, which they don't. Yeah. People just outrun your entire secondary, and I've seen way too many people run through the Chargers secondary. When he stops his feet in the background, sometimes he can get it back going, but a lot of times he can't, and it turns right. you know into a two- or a three-yard game. Maybe you get a tackle out the line of scrimmage, and game flow is going to have a lot to do with this. The offense needs to get off to a fast start, like I said yesterday. I mean, last week he had three carries in the second half for two yards, right? So that's going to be a big part of it. But to me, if you can just stop the explosive plays, if you can kind of just let him get his without letting him have that breakaway, Right. I think you're going to be in good shape because he averaged seven yards of carry last week. They got blown out. So it's not all about this. But at the same time, David, he has a play of at least 41 yards in five of his last seven games. Like this dude creates giant plays basically on a week to week basis. If you can take that one game away, you're going to really crater, I think, his production because four straight games before the last game, he was averaging 3.1 yards per carry or less in each of those games. Three, four games in a row where he's averaging 3.1 or less. Yeah. You can do it. It's just so hard to imagine this Chargers defense does it, but these are the ways you can try to. Well, he just reminds me of a locomotive. He reminds me of a train. He doesn't have that crazy acceleration, but if you let that steam really you know kind of settle in and you let him get going you give him a runway you give him some yards to get those legs turning and get up to full speed then yeah he is a major problem and he can definitely run away from you but if you hit him and and you don't let him get going he doesn't have that stop and start ability he doesn't have that austin eckler ability to be able to get up to high speed quick that's not that's not his game his game is he's got to build into it work into it and then he can absolutely take off and go so i love that that has to be a big part of that game plan that's how you're going to be able to put those the the Tennessee Titans in those third and long situations which is where you want to be because there is some opportunities to take advantage of the Tennessee Titans offensive line 100 percent and for some reason the Chargers have played well against Derrick Henry and I mean the Chargers seem to have a bad run defense every year it's not usually I mean it's not always historically bad 
but, but it's usually pretty career, bad. <laughs> 34 attempts for 123 yards in two games in 2018, 2019. Right. I mean, that's obviously a long time ago, but he's averaging sure. his career 3.6 yards per carry against the chargers. I'll take it much higher against pretty much every other team. <laughs> he also has three fumbles in his last three games. Right. And that is yes, something I think, but I do think you also can't sleep on this dude as a receiver because that's one way to kind of give him the space to build up that runway, right? Getting him out in space, getting blockers in front of him and letting yes. him kind of build off of that because you don't want this dude running through your secondary. What you want to do is put Ryan Tannehill in bad situations and go sack him because that's what other teams have been doing, especially the last two games where they've got dominated, right? Yes. Ten sacks they've allowed in the last two games, David. Ten sacks allowed. That's Dennis Daly is someone, David, I think we talked about yesterday with Tyler Rowan, right? Get Quill Mack as many opportunities against this dude as possible. The dude's as given up many. 11 sacks this year. 11. Yeah. I, when, when I saw that, I had to like, <laughs> hold on, let me refresh the page and make sure right. I'm looking at the right thing. Like, is this that crazy? is yeah. crazy. I thought, you know, hey, if you think <laughs> if you think the Chargers offensive line has been bad, they don't have anybody anywhere close to that level of utility. OK, that's 11 yeah. sacks, eight hits and 40 pressures. And they're still running him out there trying to protect Ryan Tannehill. And it doesn't really matter how you uh, attack him. I've seen him lose off of speed. I've seen him lose by power. I've seen him lose yeah. the inside moves. It, it. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's really I mean, just not Tyler called good. him the worst left tackle in the league when he talked about and him. And when I'm watching him, I, I, I can't disagree with that. I, I feel like there's yeah. definitely some opportunities for Khalil Mack to feast. And, and you might yeah. hear a little bit about that later on. But yeah, that has to be something that the Chargers take advantage of when they get in those situations, they need to abuse this guy. And there's going to be a lot yeah. of chances to do that. Yeah. I mean, even on the right side, the rookie, I mean, he's given up two sacks, eight pressures in the last two weeks. So it's like, yeah, yeah they're weak on both sides. Can you find that opposite of Khalil Mack edge rusher to step up again? Can Kyle Van Noy step up again? Cause he hey, I like the spin move, up. man. That, that thing was nice. Yeah, he put he put Teron Armstead in a blunder for sure. He sure that did. Was a, that was a great <laughs> the Chargers got 15 pressures last week, right? Yeah, I love it. And, and I think for the Chargers, too, the biggest thing in this game, too, is going to be, you know, I talked about it yesterday. Can Brandon Staley create a game plan, right? He's saying, hey, I, we're doing it on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. What does it look like this week? We go to more six-man fronts. That was something they ran a lot. With yeah, can you game. go against your core philosophy, right? Can you actually go out there and devise a game plan to stop the run, which is not really something sure. that your game, your your defense lends itself to? Well, and I mean, this the thing is, is like, yeah, we saw them make a good game plan last week. It's not like this is the first time they've gone up against someone where you knew you had to stop the running back, right? right? No. Talking about Nick Chubb, right? Yeah. Josh Jacobs in that second matchup. Like, you, yeah. they've known it's coming and not been able to stop it before. So I'm, I think it's nice. It was great to see the Charge Young defense buy into Staley's game plan last week. Yeah. It's going to be tough, and they're going to need some big games, you know, from the interior guys. They need the linebackers to play well again. They had a decent game last week, I thought. Yeah. They need all those things to happen because if not, it's going to be tough for this defense. I mean, I like the Chargers offense. If it gets into a shootout, obviously, I like the Chargers oh, offense's yeah. chances. Absolutely. Uh, you know, but at the same time, though, they can grind you out if you let them. And they don't. Exactly. The Chargers probably aren't going to have Derwin James for this game, which I know they did it last week. We cannot pretend like that's something that can be sustained unless, you know, like without Derwin James. Like, it's going to be much harder to keep doing that, right, without Derwin yeah. James. And they're probably going to be out without him again. So right. we'll see if they can pull off another really good game plan. I'm excited to see it. At least after last week, I have some hope. Hey, let's see what they can do this yes. week. Let's see what Brandon Staley rolls out there this week, right? I'm excited to see it. But – Still makes me a little nervous about this game. It's still a terrible matchup for this Chargers defense, and we know what their biggest weakness is. It's going to get attacked. 
I pick the Chargers to win. Will David Drogenmeyer pick the Chargers to win? Who is going to have a big game in this one? We have so much more we want to get into in this one. I might have to change my prediction. I, I've been feeling uneasy ever since I picked the Chargers to win by nine points because I know that's not something that they love to do. So we're going to get into our bold and our game predictions coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys another great thing for the holidays. This holiday season, find what you love at TotalWineAndMore.com. With so much, so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite Cabernet or Chardonnay or perfect gifts for everyone on your list. With some help from a friendly guy, there's one thing that nobody ever gets upset about, and it is alcohol when for their present on Christmas. Right? I know I never have before. So make sure you guys go to Total Wine and More and all the confidence that you guys will have knowing you found something special for the lowest price. Love what you find only at Total Wine and More. Curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Drink responsibly. B21. Time to get into the nitty gritty here, David, and get into what we think is going to happen in this game. I never feel good when the Chargers are going up against a great rushing attack that can, you know, keep Justin Herbert on the sidelines, but they're catching the Titans at least at a decent time, and the Chargers are getting healthier, at least offensively, at a great time for them, right? And potentially could have the closest thing to a good offensive line that they've had this year, at least they're the guys who started there besides Rashawn Slater, which is nice. Yeah. Hopefully, Trey Pipkins can be out there and, and look like the Trey Pipkins we saw earlier in the year when he was healthy please, and playing with a ton of confidence. Please confident. and thank you. Still going to be a ridiculously tough game, in my opinion, though, David. So let's get into our bold predictions here first, because I do think there's some guys with some really good matchups. I'm going to go first on this one, and I'm going with Justin Herbert. I think I, I don't think I've used Justin Herbert yet this year, and a lot of that's been because he's been banged up, right? The Chargers have been missing their biggest receivers, and I haven't yeah. had a lot of faith in the offensive play calling and much more, right, or the yeah. offensive line probably even higher than the play calling potentially. But I think Justin Herbert goes off in this game. I think this is an easy bowl prediction. This one, I have Herbert going for 390 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, but I have a little asterisk to it. I have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Josh Palmer all over 70 receiving yards in this game to go along with it. Where are you going? Not only is Mike Williams going to have over 70 receiving yards, Mike Williams is going to have 185 receiving yards i think he is going to go crazy in this game i really feel like th this defensive secondary uh going up against him and what i've seen them not be able to do against jump ball receivers the last yeah. several games i think this is a, a dream matchup for mike williams he's gonna go into this aj game brown was crazy. killing them on that stuff i mean exactly just throw it up to him i mean he made some ridiculous catches too but like yeah sure, but mike williams is capable mike. of doing those same things and i feel like he yeah. is going to have a great game in this one i'm going 10 catches 185 yards and two touchdowns for mike dub yeah and let's hope you know i don't know if we talked about it but like take some shots in this game absolutely right? take some shots. secondary yes. like especially with a banged up pass rush find ways to take some shots the Chargers have been super successful when they've done it we just still yeah. haven't seen it enough this offensive line maybe gives them a little bit more you know hope that they can do yeah, it keep maybe moving them around though keep confidence. moving the pocket yeah, i, I that like that aspect point. of it yeah, yeah no for sure and that's something we saw from them last week yeah, let's get to the defensive side here, David. I'll let you go first because I don't think there's any chance that you're taking the dude I'm using for my defensive bowl prediction this week. So where are you going? Yeah, no, obviously I, I uh, I've already kind of hinted at who I'm going at, so I'm sure you didn't you just clue him back last week. 
Uh, I don't know if I did, but uh, I really do feel good about Cleo Mack this week. One of these days, I'll get it. He's getting closer. He actually was in the backfield against you know the Miami Dolphins, so that gives me some hope that he's getting closer. And the matchup that he has in this one going up against Dennis Daly is a fantastic one for him yeah. and, and, a, and a potential get-right game for him. So for Khalil Mack, I got two sacks in this one, but one of them is going to be a strip sack. Uh, and I, I feel like that's going to be big, and it's something that the, the Chargers are going to have an opportunity for because the 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 Tennessee Titans do fumble the football. The, the, they do, and so the, I think you know the Chargers are going to create one of those, and one of those is going to come from Khalil Mack. Yeah, I mean, I could see. I think Tannehill has fumbled like four times or something this year, somewhere around there, right? I mean, he yeah. doesn't turn the – he's pretty careful with it, but I could definitely see the Chargers getting a forced fumble, and I have my defensive bowl prediction, man – getting a forced fumble in this game. It will not be Khalil Mack. It will not be anyone that you think it's going to be because it's going to be Braden Fajoko is getting hey. my defensive bowl prediction this week. I have Braden Fajoko with three tackles for loss, one sack, which I have a caveat. with. It, it's going to be a hustle sack, right? Khalil Mack it. chasing Ryan Tannehill around. Yeah, Braden Fajoko's yeah. hustle gets him there, right? I, I think that's the kind of sack. And then forces a fumble in this one too. I, I love mean, it. Braden Fajoko is going to be a huge piece in this game someone that the Chargers really, really need to step up in this one, right? Yeah. And in the perimeter as well, because that scares me much more. I have much more faith in Braden Fehoko. I think he's played exceptionally well since getting called up. I mean, I think he could be a stalwart in the middle of this defensive line. Just as Completely far as, agree. a you know, Brain Seo talks about things. Knock back, not giving up ground. That's something that Braden Doing the Fehoko dirty work. Absolutely. You, you know, absolutely. So let's get into our game prediction. I, I'm tempted to change my score. 33 seems like a lot. I could see it happening that way, but like me and David were talking about before the show, and like I talked about a little bit yesterday, like I think game flow has so much to do with this. Like there's a there's a scenario, or there's a version of this game that ends up with Justin Herbert getting the ball like six times, the Titans going on like three 10 plus minute drives or something, you know, not yeah. I'm embellishing, but like, <laughs> the, you know, it could go a variety of you different ways. You can see that happening, yes. 100%. I mean, the, like, it, as confident as I am is like in Justin Herbert's matchup, and, you know, obviously they had to finish drives and touchdowns because you can't, sure. 23 points might not win you this game. Right. But like, it's still, you know, tough to fully have confidence in this team who have been super, super inconsistent. So David, they're going up against a team in the AFC, which is super important. The best game the Chargers could technically lose the rest of the way is the Rams, right? Because yeah. when these tiebreakers end up happening, they go to what is your conference record first? Right. This is a big AFC win for the Chargers if they can bag it, David. Do you think they're going to get the job done on Sunday? Yeah, so looking at this game, I, I see that these two teams are really going in opposite directions. I feel like the Tennessee Titans have a lot of things that are going up against them. They're a really banged up squad. They've on, they're on a losing streak. I, I just feel like their momentum has taken them in the direction they don't want to go. And I feel like the Chargers are getting healthy at the right time, which is crazy to say after all the injuries that they've suffered. And I feel like coming off of their biggest win of the year, that that momentum is real. And I'm not saying they're going to yeah. carry over the game plan, but that momentum and that confidence that they can go out there and they can beat a really good team is going to carry over. I like the Chargers yeah. chances to win in this one because I feel like they're going to get a lead and they're going to force the Tennessee Titans to have to throw to catch up. And I don't think they're going to be able to. I have the Chargers winning this game 34 to 24. Are you going to one up in my one point? I said 33 24 yesterday. That's rude. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, like I said, there's a version of that I can definitely see, but like we're talking about consistency, we're talking about momentum. Like 
Mike yeah. Vrabel is a good coach. It scares yeah. me that they've won the last three games in a row because this is a team, you know, who's fine for a playoffs. I mean, it's a team with their back against the wall. They've yeah. had some obvious dysfunction. They've fired their general manager in the middle yeah. of the season. They traded away AJ Brown, who has taken his game to an absolute probably why he other, got fired. Yeah, yeah well, hundred percent it was <laughs> At, right after he torches them yeah. with the Eagles, and then he gets fired. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, you can yeah. go watch the the drafter in the war room. Yeah. When it was announced at, on draft night that they traded him, Mike Vrabel's like, happy. but Mike Vrabel's a good coach. And like I said yesterday, right, this can be a physical team. The Chargers are a finesse team. They're not a team known for their physicality. I agree. If with they that. get smacked in the mouth, will they be able to respond or will it turn into, you know, four straight scoreless drives? Yeah. That's things we've seen for this team. You're talking about momentum. How about consistency? I mean, sure. should they get momentum after the game against the Cardinals? No, they lost against the Raiders, right? So, like, right. It, it, it's it's a week-to-week game. You never – that stuff doesn't carry over. I mean, I think as far as the belief in what Brandon Staley's teaching in the game plan, I think they bought in last week. I think having that work is huge. You know, the other thing I think is huge, no big injuries from this last game, right? Some consistency yes. there. Less shuffling of the lineup, I think, is going absolutely. to be huge. That was a great thing to see. So the Chargers have no excuses. I mean, they should absolutely win this game. Yes. Uh, there's a reason I picked them to win by nine points because you guys have been watching the show all season. I don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? At all. <laughs> but it, it, this is just – it's such a good matchup for Justin Irvin, the offense. If, if, if they don't put up 34-plus points, if they don't put up 30-plus points in this game, I think that's a major disappointment. Yeah, absolutely. Team, it's a disappointment, right? yes. Because I think that means you're failing on both sides. You're failing to stop Derrick Henry. And offensively, you're getting into more of the same old, same old where you're having droughts. You're not scoring in the third quarter. And that'll be a huge letdown. And I think, honestly, you know, the way this game kind of plays out, I think – will give us the sense of how we should feel about this team and how confident we should be in this team making a playoff run in 2022. And I think it's huge. And hopefully we'll be back here talking about it on the Chargers post-game show, David. Make sure you guys are back here Sunday after the game so you can hear our initial thoughts right after on YouTube. So make sure you're subscribing to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. And we also later in the night post the post-game show audio-wise out there as well. So if you guys want to get it, catch it early, go on YouTube. But you can also find it wherever you get your podcast from for free all the time, like we always are. Whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. You can also, if you can't ever find the show, right, it's not where you normally get it, you can find it on all of our social media. You can find it on my Twitter at Dan Talk Sports, David Drogmeyer's Twitter at DrotalkSD, or the show's page at LockdownLAC. You can find it on our Instagram at Lockdown Chargers or on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. This is a huge game, guys. Very excited to see if the Chargers can get it done. Thank you guys again for making us your first listen. If you need a second listen, make sure to check out Locked On Sports Today, where they're getting into the biggest stories that only the Locked On local hosts can talk about, right? And they're getting into the take of the day, which has been very interesting to see what some of these guys around the league are saying and putting out there, right? But maybe you'll see me and David on there as well. But thank you guys so much again for listening to today's show and supporting us. And I know it's the holidays and everything is busy. It means a lot that you guys are checking out the show. Make sure you guys are back here on Sunday for the Chargers post game show. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.